Rabbi Chaim Jackter is with us live via telephone. The brand new book is a Magid OU Press release. It's called Bridging Traditions, Demystifying Differences Between Sephardic and Ashkenazic Jews. Rabbi Chaim Jackter has earned an international reputation as a GET administrator, consultant for community Erevin, and a prolific writer. His ten books include a series of four well-received volumes entitled Gray Matter on Contemporary Topics in Jewish Law. We've interviewed Rabbi Jackter on those. A veteran teacher of Judaic Studies at Torah Academy of Bergen County. Shout out to TABC. Rabbi Jackter also serves as spiritual leader of Congregation Shari Ora, the Sephardic Congregation of Teaneck, and Dion and the Beth Din of Elizabeth. He has lectured on subjects of significance in the areas of Jewish law, thought, and studies at a wide variety of venues worldwide. Rabbi Chaim Jackter, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. So great to be here, Nachum. Are you a natural Ashkenazi or Sephardi? <laughs> from 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 birth, from birth, what is Rabbi Chaim Jackter? <laughs> I have zero percent Sephardic blood. I am a descendant of the Ramah. <laughs> so that's uh, I guess that's Hashem's sense of humor uh, when a descendant of the Ramah serves as the rabbi of a Sephardic congregation for more than twenty years. Can we start with that? Because you're not the only one. There are other. Uh, let's call them crossovers in the Jewish world, where the leaders of Sephardic congregations are, in fact, Ashkenazic rabbis or uh, rabbis of Ashkenazic background, and leaders of Ashkenazic community, uh, c- communities and congregations uh, could be led by those of Sephardic background. Is there? Is this generational? Is this only now? Has this happened in Jewish history constantly? What What can you tell us about what we think is an aberration? Well, the truth is it's not. You have uh, the Rush, who fled from Germany in the 14th century, and he moved to Spain, so he became a rabbi in Spain. You have the Chacham Tzi, who also, uh, who also served uh, Spartac, an Ashkenazi service Spartac community, so it's not uh, particularly new. Uh, I love the Rush's son, the Tour. Everybody loves the Tour, but the, I have a spe- specific affinity for uh, for uh, children of, of, uh, of Ashkenazic rabbis who served Spartac communities and to see them doing so well. Interesting. So I guess we could say it doesn't matter, huh? It's all about the rabbi and the congregation. If it works, it works. That's really true, but I think it goes to something even more deep, and that is that it's it's really, it's, when you think about it, and this is after 20 years of reflection, uh, when you really, really look deep at a Sephardic congregation, uh, as an Ashkenazi that comes to a Sephardic congregation, or a Sephardic Jew that comes to an Ashkenazi congregation, when you really, really think about it, is fundamentally we really are one people, and it's ninety-five percent the same. What shouldn't shock you is the differences. What should what should really shouldn't just shock you. Should find staggering is that it's it's so in common despite the fact that we were apart for so many years. We've maintained the traditions and we remain one people. Yeah, no question about that. Or by Chaim Jack, just with us live via telephone. Bridging traditions is the name of the book. Um, you know, there's. I don't know how to put this because I'm not confident that it's that it's a, a general impression. It might just be an impression that the people in my circle have always been under. Um, there, there, there always seems to be a jealousy. Maybe that's the wrong word by the Ashkenazi community of the of the what often is viewed as a higher spiritual aspect to the Sephardic community, uh, the way they daven. Uh, more communally uh, very often, especially during the week, than Ashkenazim do. Uh, The liturgy itself, which if you analyze it, I think it would be fair to say is often more beautiful or more poetic than the Ashkenazic liturgy. I'm not trying to start a, (laughs) I'm not trying to start trouble here, but I'm just, (laughs) but but I'm just wondering if, you know, what your, 
what you're feeling. Look, you're you're from Ashkenazic background. Uh, can I assume that a lot of the Sephardic traditions that now you're a part of because you're a leader of the congregation, you know, are, are tremendous positives in your religious life? I would say that, that we should love both. We should we should embrace both, and to speak about one being better than the other. No, it's it's not really better. It's just like when we're learning, we're trained. You learn Tosos, you learn the Rambam. Tosos Ashkenaz, Rambam is Sephardi, and together they make a beautiful symphony. And uh, there's there's a tremendous, tremendous beauty, an unending beauty to 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 the to, to Ashkenaz and to Sephardic, and and both are uh, are just. Uh, have have Hashem just perme- per- permeated uh, throughout both of them equally. So um, I, I should assume that there are members of the Sephardic community who have some jealousy for some of the Ashkenazic traditions as well. <laughs> we have some Sephardic in there like a filter fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was driving at, but I hear what you're saying. All right, maybe I made too big of a deal of that, but I just think that uh, it is interesting to look at. And I know that this is not your concentration. Your concentration is more on, on traditions and, uh, and, and you know the way we handle special days differently. And we'll talk about the book in a second, but... I just I think there's always been this impression that there is a um, uh, a, a more of a again I keep using the word poetic, uh, but more of a um, um, more of a poetic liturgy in the Sephardic tradition. Okay, maybe I'm making too big of a deal of this, but oh, let me let me actually pick up on that. I would I would say let's say with uh, Silichot, the Silichot actually are a little bit easier. For uh, for Sfaradim because they they use this, the the poems of Rabbi Yehuda Levi and, and others that are a little bit easier the Hebrew is a little bit easier the uh, Ashkenazic keynote and Slichot are very much uh, influenced by Rebbe Lazar Kalir which are a little bit more difficult to decipher right. and therefore the the especially the, say the Slichot if you if any, any Ashkenazi that's attended the Sephardic Slichot. Uh, you know, you, you you really can't uh, compare uh, the two. It's a it's a it's a lot easier to appreciate the uh, the Sephardic Slichot than the Ashkenazic Slichot, even though they're they're twice as long. Understood. All right, Rabbi Chaim Jackter is with us now. You 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 go through so many topics from tefillah to uh, uh, to how we d- deal with the shul, the Beit Knesset in general. Tfilin, Birchas Kohanim, Kriyasa Torah, Bracha, Shabbos, Brit Mila, Yom Tov, Chanukah, Purim, Lagbomer, Pesach, Sukkot. Yom- I mean, it's impossible, obviously, for us, you and I, at this point, to go through this in- entire work. It is, uh, uh, it is um, uh, over. Uh, uh, where am I here? Over four hundred and fifty pages of uh, you know analysis of all different aspects of Jewish life, both from a Sephardic and Ashkenazic um, uh, point of view. Uh, I'm assuming that was the goal of the book, right? To present as many situations in Jewish life where you can get uh, two perspectives, one from the Sephardic and one from the Ashkenazic angle. That's right. That's right. And and to uh, to be really prepared and to, uh, to 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 have a sense of of each situation that a person is going to find themselves, that they'll be prepared and they'll understand, they'll be ready for some of the differences. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, I'm going to ask you to help me out here. Can you give me an example? Because I don't know which to choose in order to really highlight a good topic that would, uh, you know, that would that would um, uh, give everyone a good idea of what you've done here. Could you give me one example from the book that would be a good example? Okay, so let's use a uh, a nice example of a holiday that's coming up. So we have Purim that's uh, that's or Purim that's right. uh, that's coming up, and we you know we're familiar with the four sukkim that we we like to uh, to say out loud, and it's an old uh, practice that uh, that all Jews do. But uh, the Sfaradim have an additional 
pasuk that they say out loud. And I remember when I heard it the first time, I was really stunned <laughs> that to say out loud, Balailahu Nadadash Nasamela. Wow. That, isn't that great? Yeah. That's I, I, when, I, when I heard it the first time, I was stunned. I said, whoa, that's, what a great minha, because that, that, that's the turning point. And when I, it doesn't just mean that Achashverosh couldn't sleep. Hashem wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Hashem now is, uh, shifts into intervention mode, helping us. Which is uh, and, and it's just stunning that that's that that's emphasized. And and uh, in all fairness to our Ashkenazic colleagues, many people who read the Megillah do you know something different for that pasuk. They'll be do something different for that passage just to emphasize the drama, to emphasize how in fact this is a turning point. But as you said, the Sephardic community literally says it out loud, recognizing that this is where things change for the Jews. It, it, it's beautiful. I also tell you my first Purim that I was at. Share Ora, and I and and uh, I, I I became so excited when uh, in the morning when we read the when we read the Megillah we did not say Shechiano. This is the Rambam. I became so excited. I it literally chills went down my spine because I'd been learning and at TABC it was teaching uh, so many times the Machlokas Shintos and the Rambam the Lundus behind the understanding the the, the the philosophy behind the Tosus that say you do make a bracha Ashkenazic uh, tradition you make a Shechiano again on in the morning, and the, and the Ramamut says no, and the Machaber and the Rama, and as I, I knew this is the Sardic and Ashkenazi tradition. I knew, we, we all, you know, we, anyone who went to Yeshua learn, learns this. But when you actually see it, shivers went down my spine. I said, Whoa, this is, this is the Rambam, the Machaber, the Maran. You know, it, it, it's not the right. piece, it's, it's, not, it, it's something that's alive. It's it, it just unbelievable to see that which you just learn about in yesh, in yeshiva. It, it just it, it comes alive. It, 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 I was just I was just stunned by that. By, I was utterly stunned by that. By the way, are are there a lot of? Uh, I mean, I, I guess we could say there are in the Ashkenazic background, but. In the Sephardic background, are there a lot of different uh, options, meaning that, you know, we use the term Sephardic in a, in a very general sense, especially those of us who are outside of the Sephardic community, but are there a lot of differences within the Sephardic community? Some from certain countries will, in fact, you know, have a minig, and those from other countries will have a different minig? Yeah, that's uh, that's an important point, Nachum. You really you really bring up a very very important point. The Ashkenazim, uh, certainly at this point, there are pretty much uh, very few differences between the Ashkenazim groups. It really doesn't make so much of a difference if you're from Poland or from Hungary or from Russia. Yeah, we know the German Jews have a little bit uh, different. The waiting the three hours, waiting the six hours. Well, one second. You- this Shabbos, this Shabbos is a good example. Some Ashkenaz- <laughs> some Ashkenazim will say Yotzros, others will not. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but 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 pretty much, I right. would say ninety nine percent amongst Ashkenazim, it, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty uniform. Right. However, however, amongst Sephardim, it's really dramatic, and it's not surprising when you think about it. Poland and Hungary are really not that far apart. However, when you think about Morocco and you think Iran and Persia, you're talking about thousands of miles. Right. That's uh, that's that's quite a uh, that's quite a difference. Uh, so uh, we we try to also enhance understanding of the different subgroups within the Sfaradim to understand with with Moroccan uh, where they come from, Yemenites. Uh, to, uh, to to try to understand where where they're about, and then people on the border, uh, let's say Algerian Jews. Well, where do they fit in? Do they fit in? Are they more like the the general practices of, uh, of Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, and its neighboring countries? Are they more like Morocco? So they're sort of like border uh, border countries, border practices. It's just unending 
fascination. I will tell you how something, Nachum. I, I will tell you, 20 years I'm the rabbi at Sharei Ra. Every single time that I walk in there, every single time I walk in there, uh, I, I learn something new. <laughs> I learn something new. I can it's imagine. unbelievable because we have so many different groups there, so many different groups of Sfaradim. There's something to learn every single time that, that, that you're there. Is it's the, unbelievable. Is the, um, is the soft matzah a good example? Some Sfaradim will use soft matzah. Others will use matzah much more similar to the Ashkenazim. I think that's pretty well accepted throughout this the Sephardic world to use the uh, the, the soft uh, the soft matzah. Really? Uh, the Yemenites have uh, Yemenite Jews, and that's uh, Yemenite Jews. That's, that's that's a rich, rich, rich area. We try to spend a lot of time about that. That is so fascinating. You can meet, you can visit a Yemenite congregation. Not too many in this country, right. but so 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 amazing, so attractive to uh, to understand what that's all about and understand their tradition. Uh, Yemenite love the soft matzah very, very much, but uh, it's it, it's something that's uh, amongst Sfaradim, it's, uh, it's it's well accepted, but what's an interesting debate is amongst the currently in the, in the Ashkenazi community, well, is it acceptable to Ashkenazim to, to use the uh, Sephardic uh, soft matzah if it's made in a way that's truly done properly, that it shouldn't have to worry about uh, chametz. Can a, uh, with, with kidney oat in mind, which is one of our favorite topics, can Sephardic Jews host Ashkenazim on Pesach? Uh, so that's always a big issue, and that's uh, that's uh, that, that's a challenge. And they're uh, they're different opinions, and we try to present the different opinions. And it's beautiful to see how Ravaggio says in his and sucking, he really tries to make make him work out as much as he can, and to of course a limit uh, that uh, Ashkenazim can ho- can host Sfaradim, even though Sfaradim are stricter, let's say with 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 glad kosher uh, and uh, with, with the standards of halak. And it, and he also uh, makes sure that Ashkenazim should be able to be able to be comfortable starting and regarding uh, regarding kitniot. So it's beautiful to see that we're amechad. We really want people. And uh, but there's there's a there's there are a lot of different opinions, and we really we try to be fair and to present a full range of opinions. Uh, whose minig is it to say Hallel in shul on the first night of Pesach? Is that a Sephardic or Ashkenazic one? Oh, that's a nice one. That's that's really a nice one. That started out Sephardic. Uh, however, it uh, slowly uh, is, is becoming imported into many Ashkenazic congregations between Hasidim, and Hasidim have a lot in common with Sephardim, the love and the embrace of Kabbalah to to a certain extent within within our practices, the Vilna Gon and those who are following the Vilna Gon's practices. So that has a huge impact in Israel. You have uh, Ashkenazic Jews who are following Rav Soloveitchik or Talmidim of Rav Soloveitchik. Uh, so many of the rabbis in America are uh, Talmidim or Talmidim Talmidim students or students of uh, of Rabbi Soloveitchik or students, and therefore their impact. Rabbi Soloveitchik would follow very often the Vilna Gaon's practices. So it's just very interesting to see how uh, sometimes there's uh, there's flexibility and there's change, slight change over time in our practices. Do Sephardim eat in the Sukkah Shmini Atzeres? Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. They do. Interesting. Absolutely do. Absolutely do. So that minig of not eating in the Sukkot Shemini is literally just a Hasidic background minig. It's not... Uh... And that, that's Hasidic. You know, I remember I, my first Shemini that I was at, at our shul, I was, I was shocked. 
I, I said, we are the Hakafas. You know, right. Hasidim are so uh, into the Hakafas right. on the night of Shemini Atzeres. Right. I, I was shocked. I was I was expecting they're going to be Hakafas that uh, for, for Sfaradim as well on Shemini Atzeres. But that's also one of the differences between Hasidim and and Sfaradim. Uh, they're not always the same. Uh, Kagavna from the Zohar that Has, that Hasidim say no such Sfarad has on Friday night. You would think that Sfaradic Jews do that. No, they say Bamei Manlikim. Very interesting. Very, very. Interesting. very and there's I mean, there's so much here. I mean, everybody, you got to get the book. There's, we're just, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg, and obviously there's so many topics. Um, but on the mezuzah thing, I never even considered if you have a, if you have roommates who are uh, one Svardic and one Ashkenazic, the, that mezuzah is only going to appeal to one one of their customs, right? Well, it depends which Svardic it is. The Moroccan Jews are similar to the Ashkenazim and keep it and keep it on the slant. You always have to be aware who's uh, from the different groups what right. Svardim what they do. I know at TNBC we have a Svardic uh, minyan, and and I and I and I help out very often. We have another uh, Svardic rabbi at TNBC as well, uh, Rabbi Kasus, and uh, so between the two of us over the years we've been uh, we've been helping out. So when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, and should, should we say Hallel with the Bracha? Do we not say Hallel with the Bracha? So now I go around the room and I know, well, this student is Yemenite, this student is, is, is from, uh, his, his, ancestors, his grandparents are from Tunisia, this one is this one is Moroccan, this one is Syrian, this one is Lebanese. You're breaking, <laughs> right, each one individual. You're, you're breaking. Say, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. I have to have specialized, uh, specialized instruction for each ABC starting student. You're breaking up, Rabbi Jack. You're breaking up. We need you to, we need you to get better service there. Are you there? Oh yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're breaking up, unfortunately. Um, the uh, and and on the Log Bomer issue, the, the Sephardic community will not take a haircut on Log Bomer itself, right? Sephardim will will do uh, Log Bomer. They'll wait right. one more day. Ah, there's so much. One more day. Rabbi Jackter does uh, does touch on Yom Atzmaut. He does touch on uh, so many different minhagim that are. Uh, uh, that are a part of the Ashkenazic slash Sephardic community and its differences. Uh, Shabbos, Yom Tov, Brismila, and so, Brachot, and so many more uh, that we haven't even touched on yet this morning. It is a Magid OU Press release. It's called Bridging Traditions, Demystifying Differences Between Sephardic and Ashkenazic Jews, Rabbi Chaim Jachter. And uh, we are highly recommending it. I assume, uh, Rabbi Jachter, that... Uh, uh, this is available everywhere, certainly the Koren website, and if anybody just searches Bridging Traditions, they'll be able to find it, right? Sure, I'm sure, and the OU Press as well. Right, OU has it at OU Press, and it is quite an amazing work. Uh, you've, uh, you know, you, you wrote Demystifying Differences Between Sephardic and Ashkenazic Jews. I was wondering when they became mystifying. When, <laughs> when, when did we conclude that our differences between our brothers in our worldwide community are, in fact, mystifying? <laughs> I like that, because a lot of Sometimes you know I, I, I'm consulted by parents whose whose uh, daughter, their son, is going to marry, or their their nephew, their niece, marrying a Sephardic Jew, and they're going to be going to a Sephardic shul. They're going to be hosting their 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 in-law child, and they're at a loss. They're they're they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're it's like a, it's a mystery. How how are we going how are we going to handle this? And then I give them the book, and then oh, now we know how to handle situations. We know what food to serve. We know we know what to expect at the tefillah, at the davening, and uh, it's just to empower people. They should, don't, don't worry about it. It's 95% of the same. Just uh, there, there are differences. Be aware and, and embrace it. 
It's one 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 tip I will give sure. uh, to and uh, to Nachum to your listeners is that if they uh, go to a Sephardic congregation, Ashkenazi go to a Sephardic congregation, a Sephardi that goes to an Ashkenazi congregation, use a local sitter. Use right. a local sitter. If you're going to use, uh, let's say you're an Ashkenazi goes to a Sephardic congregation, and you use an Ashkenazi sidur, uh, that's kind of like trying to find your way in Manhattan with a map of Chicago. <laughs> right. So. Uh, Understood. Has your family taken on any specific Sephardic dish that you've fallen in love with? Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, we like a lot of the Sephardic dishes. Yeah, that that's for sure. Yeah, that, that Sephardic dishes are uh, amazing. Bridging traditions, demystifying differences between Sephardic and Ashkenazic Jews. It's brand new from Magid. It's brand new from OU Press. It's Rabbi Chaim Jackter. A pleasure uh, to speak to you this morning. Congratulations, Mazal Tov on and Mabruk. Mabruk and Mazal Tov on the book. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Nachum. Thank you, Nachum. And also, shout out to you to all your boys. You have great, great students at TABC. Your boys, they are fantastic. Much appreciated. A big shout out to everybody at TABC, and I thank you for that. So we had a couple of recommendations. With what song should we wrap up a Sephardic Ashkenazi con- uh, conversation? We figured we'd go with this one at JM in the AM.